0: hello everyone and thanks for tuning in to joe's tango podcast i'm your host joe yang great to have you with us and a special thanks to all you new listeners out there okay so today i want to talk about tango festivals so you've been dancing for a while and you're thinking of expanding your tango knowledge and you've decided to attend a festival that's great there are many wonderful ones that you can find all over the world so whether you have yet to go to your first festival or if you've already been to a few, here are some of my thoughts on ways to get the most out of your festival experience. On a technical note, work on your back ochos, or at least have a very good understanding of them. I know a lot of our teachers tell us to work on them, but the importance of this seemingly simple step cannot be overstated. I would say that half, if not more, of the material you'll encounter at festival workshops will involve back ochos, or some type of pivoting action where you'll be using back ocho mechanics. If you've signed up for a workshop that involves giros or molinetes, you're going to encounter this step. So if your back ochos are sloppy, uh, for instance, if you have a tendency to not disassociate enough, uh, if you lean back too much, or if you step before finishing your pivot, uh, you're gonna feel really overwhelmed during these workshops. I know this firsthand because in my early days of dancing, I think I found just about every possible way to mess up a back ocho. I know that back are simple. They are repetitive and not always that exciting to do on your own, but practicing this step is incredibly useful because it's so efficient. It trains your balance, your ability to pivot, and your walking technique all in one step exercise. So regardless of whether or not you're a follower or a leader, get really good at doing back ochos. You will have a much smoother time at festival workshops. Another thing I would highly recommend is that at the end of the workshop, if the instructors allow it, take a review video and take notes. Take a few minutes to write down what you learned, even if you were able to keep up with the workshop material and feel great afterwards, don't rely on your memory. Once the festival ends and you get back to the routine of life, you're going to forget. Another reason to take videos is this. As you keep improving, uh, when you go back to watching those video reviews uh, weeks, months, or even years after, uh, you'll understand them differently. Or perhaps you'll notice technique details that you didn't notice before. That's the great thing about having a smartphone. You know, you can capture the essentials of Tango workshops so easily nowadays. We couldn't always do that in the past. Another thing to keep in mind at workshops, uh, right before the workshop starts, the teachers will put on a song, then ask you and the other students to warm up by dancing. And when this happens, don't go out of your way to try to impress the teachers. They're either trying to gauge the level of the students so they can better tailor their teaching material, or they're using the time to keep you occupied so they can do some last minute preparation. So don't try to impress the teachers. They see hundreds or thousands of students every year. They're probably not going to notice. So whether you're a very competent dancer or if you trip on your own feet when they happen to be looking in your direction, they've seen it all. No one's going to kick you out for making mistakes. Don't take the workshops too seriously. Your worth as a tango dancer does not hinge on your ability or inability to master all the material in one class. If there's just one element of new information that you can take away from the workshop, one element of information that gets you thinking differently or helps you grow in any way, then it's worth it. For all the other material you didn't quite grasp, uh, well, that's what the video review is for. Okay, one more thing. I should have numbered this list, sorry. So here's another bit of knowledge I've learned over the years that may help you. As much as we talk about technique in tango or timing of steps, when to step here, when to pivot there, etc., Keep in mind that tango is often not an exact science. Don't get frustrated if instructors are unable to provide answers that are going to give you the ability to correctly execute a step 100% of the time. It's not going to happen. A lot of what goes into getting a figure right or wrong has to do with the connection between you and your partner. And that chemistry is probably going to be different as you dance with different kinds of people. So there's always going to be some element of uncertainty and we just have to get used to that. Learning how to do a particular figure is more about controlling our own abilities and not about controlling how our partners respond. But to loop back to my first point, your dances are almost always guaranteed to go more smoothly if you're able to do really good back ochos. Alright so those are some things to think about before you head out to that exciting tango festival. If I see you out there I hope to get a chance to dance with you. Okay, thank you listeners for tuning into this shorter episode today. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. I'm on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, as well as other platforms. And if you have yet to leave a five-star rating and review, please go ahead and do so. It only takes a second and helps a lot. This podcast will always be free, but to help keep it going, I'm accepting donations which can be made securely through PayPal. You can find the donation link in the description and also on the podcast page of my website. Your support means a lot. I greatly appreciate it. Okay, that wraps up another episode of Joe's Tango Podcast. I'm Joe Yang, and I'll talk to you again soon.